So let me um, take you through the why this message. And I'm kind of old school. I've spoken over the years and a bunch of churches that I've attended. And I tend to name messages and I I get my titles actually from the Lord, which is really cool. So the Lord speaks to me. I'm an A-type personality and I tend to be hyper. I drink too much coffee. And uh, so the Lord over the years has used imagery to kind of speak to me. So as I was kind of working on this message, I said, Lord, um, you know, I know what he's doing in my life. I said, do you want me to speak to that today? And he said, absolutely. And I, so I tried to upfront name kind of the message where we're headed. And he said, um, folks are on a worldly highway. They're moving 100 miles an hour. And they're not really taking the time they need to take to get to know me. And get, get to know me can get to know me. If you don't know him that well, get to know him better if you know him well. And you just need to spend more time. But if you're like me, between your work, your home life, etc., your personal life, it's crazy, right? And um, he said, people need to uh, spend some more time with me. And he said, take the take the the next exit now. Not two exits up. Not the rest, the next rest area 25 miles ahead. We've all seen those signs, right? Take the, the, the next exit. I didn't put, I should have put it on there actually, but take it now because he really does want us to live a more spirit led life right now. So I want to, I want to be remiss if I didn't uh, put there, put that out there up front. So let's get into this. I may let you guys, there we go, overview. You could, yeah, here's, am I on it? Okay, the time has come to give up our worldly life, right? So we all live in the world, but we're really not of this world since we became saved, right? We're sealed with the Spirit, saved by the blood of the Lord, and, um, the Lord really wants us, like I said, to slow down and detach ourselves from the rat race. This is one here, folks, that I could preach on. There's so much in the Bible about holiness, and I would just tell you God's calling all of us to holiness. Um, You're going to see a scripture in a minute. I'll get into that. This is an overview. I'm in sales, so when I make sales presentations in the food business, when I'm calling on Food Lion, Publix, Harris Teeter, I'm telling you exactly what I'm going to go through up front. Holiness is a big deal to God. And I think sometimes we don't quite understand that. Um, here's a big one. We were saved for a purpose. I've been guilty in my Christian walk over the years of not remembering this. Yeah, I'm saved. Check the box. I'm going to be with all my loved ones in heaven. Um, But have I really pressed in the way I need to, to ask God, Lord, you saved me for a purpose. What is my purpose? And I would tell you this morning that as as you hear that, some of you are probably thinking, well, I've done this, that, and the other. And those 
conversations are between you and the Lord, and many of you may have already accomplished your purpose in the earth. Raising children, being a a great father. If you're like me, you've been used by the Lord to bring people into the kingdom, friends, family, etc. But I would have you think about, what do you want me to do next, Lord? What haven't I done that you purpose for me to do from the foundation of the earth? That's a big deal, and we need to think about that. And then it's time to press in and really understand what our purpose is and and spend some time with God, and he will share it with you. I've got a lot of... uh, I'm going to talk about the world and the church because this is really the backdrop and why this message, I think, is so critically important for where we are. We're living in the last days. I think all of us <laughs> would agree with that statement. It's not a new statement. It's something we've been talking about uh, for most of my adult life. Um, I taught uh, Bible studies in the churches that I've attended over the years. I actually taught Bible studies at work. I've done a lot of work in the book of Revelation, study and teaching. And I would tell you, it is absolutely amazing to see the prophecies of the Bible come true and unfold before our very eyes. And we'll get into a couple of those. Um, It's coming to life. Um, every every day, um, I don't. We don't have to belabor that point. I think you understand that piece. That's what I'm using. Yeah, you flip it. Yeah, uh, that's always cool. Um, so pro- next one. More tribulation than ever before, right? Uh, boy, th- th- this we could talk about this all morning. Um, and I would tell you it's not over. Um, if you read the book of Revelation, and Steve's obviously preaching in that now, and I don't know about you, but I'm thoroughly enjoying his study uh, in Revelation. You know, we've got a lot of, tr- a lot of um, tribulation going on right now, and it's going to continue. Go back one, Hank, if you would. World, Yeah, and then, you know, the question would be, as you see all this unfold, it should be a bit unsettling in the sense of what, and, and, and I'm not going to talk about what's going on in the world today prophetically and all that. We could, we could be here all day talking about that. But I do think it, it's, you know, there's a corporate response, the church response, but I, I'm here today to talk about our personal response. And if you're like me, you're like, hey, you know, we, I probably need to change. Uh, and so next slide. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you through some scripture that I think back up everything that I outlined in the beginning in terms of what we need to be focused on. So this is out of Romans. Romans is a, one of my favorite books in the Bible. And it speaks a lot about redemption and, and, you know, the power that we have to live in Christ. It's one of, I think, one of Paul's best books. But this scripture, but now that you've been set free from sin and become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness. And the result is eternal life, right? Um, Notice that it says leads to holiness. 
when you're sealed with the Holy Spirit, you then you have the Lord lit Spirit living within you, the Holy Spirit, right? But it, your journey to holiness is a lifelong uh, journey, right? And, and I've I've gone forward, I've gone in full reverse. You know, you go back and forth, but I would tell you right now is a time where the Lord really wants us to focus on His holiness and how our response to that, which is to really start to clean our life up, right? And the result is eternal life. Next. Now, this is one of the books uh, in, in Revelation 3. This is one of the messages to the churches, and Stephen, I think, has already covered this. But it's the message to the Laodicean church, and it's so powerful. And I think, you know, there's several messages to different churches, and I think you can pull out certain things from each of those messages and say, hey, that applies to the church today. But I would tell you, when I was working on this message, the Lord really impressed upon me that this applies to some, okay, of his kids, not people that are yet to be saved, but his kids, today's kids. So because you're lukewarm, neither hot or cold, I'm about, I haven't done it yet, but I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. Those who I love, I rebuke and discipline, so be earnest and repent. I don't know about you, but that is sobering. And I would tell you, that uh, a lot of us, and I'm being guilty of it in my life, one foot in the kingdom, one foot in the world, and it's, we're, we're approaching a time, and that time is now, where the Lord wants us to commit. Are we going to be of the world, or are we going to be with him? And I would tell you, the one word that I really, uh, that I kind of focused on in this passage is earnest, And I looked it up. Here's the definition, the Webster definition of earnest. A serious and intent mental state. Right? Let me see. That's pretty pretty important. A serious and intent mental state. And that's the seriousness that I think we're in today. Uh, We have to step back, uh, be be serious, be intent, and what's, what's left there? And repent. So if you've got something going on in your life that, you, that God's got his finger on, he's had his finger on, if it's like me, you know, he'll chase, chase me down for months and sometimes even years. This, this has to go. Listen to that and go to him and ask him, Lord, what is it in my life that you want to change? And you want me to change? Because Folks, at the end of the day, when we're willing to make those changes in our life, we're going to, as one of my favorite pastors of all time, Dr. Charles Stanley says, when we make those changes, we're going to experience God's best, right? And we all want that. I know I do, and I know you do too. Next. Um, so here's another passage from Romans Romans 12, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, there's that word again, and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship, right? I I, I think this is an important piece of scripture. 
I think as you're on this journey to connect more with God, spend more time with him, ask him how I can improve, Lord. Um, to me, this is a scripture that has to be a part of that reflection. It's kind of the ultimate uh, destination for all of us, right? A living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to you, Lord. And once you ask him, what's in my life, what's in my walk that I need to get rid of and lose? And by the way, it's not easy. (laughs) I mean, some of these things are hard. But he really wants us to lean in and ask him and be willing to change. Pretty, really, really important. Next, next piece of scripture. And if anyone wants these, we'll get this to you. We'll get these scriptures to you because I think they're really, really cool. So once you're cleaned up and you're listening to God, you can be used of God because God's going to move through vessels that are in a really good place, right? If you're a mess, chances are you're not, you're still saved. He still loves you, but he may not use you for a particular purpose or role that he had, you know, for you. And I think Steve said it a couple weeks ago, and he's so right. If God tells you what he wants you to do, we have a choice. We can say, Lord, I want to do that. I'm all in. Clemson, Davo, ism. Um, sorry, this is a Gamecock audience. I know that. I live in York now. It's amazing when you go 38 minutes north and west towards Greer, you're in Clemson country. Orange flags everywhere. It's incredible. But um, it's uh, important to know that once he gets you cleaned up, he has a purpose for you. And he's going to share what that is. And you may be doing it now. He may just tweak it a little bit and say, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's focus on this person. Let's focus on getting your family into the kingdom. I stand here before you today. I've got my parents both in glory. I've got, I'm the oldest of five. I've got one other uh, sister in the kingdom. Everyone else is not in. I've got work to do. I have to be willing to be on mission with the Lord to get that done. Because to me, that's incredibly important. In particular, as I see things happen in the world, you you, you know, you hear, hey, live today as if it's your last day. You truly need to. And I would say, when you reflect on your family and friends and you love them as much as you love them, and they're not in the kingdom, as you press in and spend more time with the Lord, I'm going to bet that he's going to tell you, I need you, I need your help with so-and-so. I've done that. It's, a, it's an honor and a privilege to be part of that. Many of you sitting here today have done that. You, you've led people to the Lord, which is really cool. Because listen, there's a reason he said the harvest is plentiful and the workers are few because so meant so few people are willing to get in the game. And that's my challenge to everyone today. Ask him, Lord, how can I get in the game? Right? Next slide. Now here's just one of my, a great verse from Isaiah then I, and we've all, we've all seen the scripture. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, here I am, send me. And not just send me, period. Send me, exclamation point. Which means he was like, hey, I want to be the one. And hopefully, if you're not there today, 
as you press in and find out what assignment he may have for you, you'll have this, this same attitude, right? So next slide. So I say your role in the fight, because folks, we see uh, evil like we've never seen it in our lifetime, right? Um, and it's, we know that this domain, the world, this is Satan's domain, and we are here representing the one true God. And we've got, and I'm telling you, the, the, I mean, it's just the opposition to this, me preaching this today. I won't get into it. But the enemy, I woke up yesterday and I thought, huh, I felt like crap. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? And I thought, okay, it's the enemy. I mean, you're going to have opposition. Uh, next bullet point. But the Lord wants us to be on mission with him and to be a full partner with him, right? We talked about that. Next. The Holy Spirit. People, you know, I talk to people, my friends and over, over the years, and, and I, you know, they'll be witness to something that's happened, like leading a person to the Lord. And they're just, you know, just like Moses, right? What was his response when the Lord said, you're going to be the man to take the people out of Egypt? No way. No way. Can I do that? Um, but you got to remember, and I've, you, you know, you be humble and you remember this, and we always do, and that is, it's not us. I mean, we're there. God needs someone to be in the right place at the right time to say the right word, and the Holy Spirit does the work. But you have to be a partner. Uh, and, we, and we obviously have a role to play. Next point. And this gets to the, you know, back to the title of the slide, the fight. Um, God's looking for warriors. Um, whether it's what's going on in the spiritual world, what's going on in our country, in our government, uh, et cetera. Man, you're going to know that when you step out to be a witness for Jesus, you're going to face opposition. So you have to have a warrior spirit to do that. And I think that's that's critically important. And as you, if you're like me and you 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 do a lot of reading on politics, et cetera, and you know that right now, and every day that goes by, I'm encouraged by the fact that God. Like I'll just give you one example. Glenn Youngkin. Glenn is working for a private equity firm. He's doing incredibly well financially. Um, and then one day the Lord shows up and said, "You're going to run for governor." of the Commonwealth of Virginia. <laughs> what a morning that must have been, right? I'm going to what? And, but thank the Lord that he had the spirit and the walk with the Lord to where he was listening. And what, what else would he be, right? Obedient to that. And I hear stories every day of people that are being called into government to run in this fall, a lot of them, and that's encouraging. So when we see everything um, that's going on today, and, we're, and I, if you're like Andrew's constantly talking to me about where is God in all this? And he's even doubting. I wouldn't say he's doubting, but he's questioning, is God still on the throne? Has he turned us and the world over to itself. I said, stop right there. You nailed it. 
You nailed it. He's turning us. He's turning the world and us over. And he's letting us see a world. And see what happens when you sin. And when you take God out of the schools. And like most of us grew up, Pledge of Allegiance, prayer before school. And for me, it was elementary school. For many, some of you in the room, it might have been, you know, K through 12. But uh, I could go on with other examples of things we've done. And here's what I tell Andrew. Andrew, I can ar- God is still on the throne. God is in control. The good news is we know what the rest of the Bible says, and we know who wins. Right? Go to the book of Revelation. You've read it before. Read it again. I think it's timely. Um, Refresh and be encouraged to know that our God reigns victorious and he wins. But we're living here on earth and it's going to, it's a, it's like turbulence in an airplane right now. And I think it's going to continue. Do I think it's going to get better? I do. But I do think we have a couple more years of turbulence. I think that's a pretty good analogy, the airplane analogy. And I believe. And I'm not alone. I believe at some point there's going to be revival in this country. I've said this up here before, and I'll say it again because it's timely. The vision that God gave Steve years ago of people parking all the way to the bypass, to McCandless. Like cars everywhere. Now, we're not there yet. But folks, it's coming. And I think it's going to have to do with a move of the Spirit on the earth. Which is another reason why we need to be ready to assist the Lord. And how incredibly cool is that going to be to have, <laughs> at that point, probably three services, right? But the, uh, the honor and privilege to meet people in their need and to make disciples of folks that are already believers and to lead people into the kingdom. Because I'll tell you, with everything going on in the world, and when that happens, and I truly believe it will happen, um, we're going to be busy. And the Lord will need some help, right? And all that. Next slide. So this is Second Kings 23.3. I think I used this a couple of years ago. Um, and I just love this. Because if you if you read Kings, it's about the... You know, the Lord never really, his purpose for Israel was not to give them kings, but they turned from him so much, and that what do they say? We want a king. Okay, you got you a king. Well, what do we know about most of those kings? They were jerks, right? But the one that wasn't was Josiah, and he was the one of all the kings that really, really loved the Lord and uh, was the best one they had of the whole lot. Um, and the king stood by the pillar and renewed the covenant in the presence of the Lord. This is a great scripture. I would encourage everybody to go read it. Um, this chapter talks about everything this guy had to clean up. I mean, he was the king, and he walked into a hot mess, defilement in the temple, of just all kinds of bad stuff he inherited, and he had a lot of work to do. But he stood up in front of all the people um, and with all his heart and soul said, we're, we're going we're gonna to change this. We're, in, we're going to be all in. We're going to be in the game. Really important. Next slide. So now what? So we're getting towards the end here. And I always like to do this uh, 
click. So what's our response? So I'm just going to ask a few questions. And these are the questions you ask yourself as you leave today. Um, Are you willing to assist? Are you willing to get in the fight and and help the Lord? Are you ready to clean up your life, right? Uh, Again, God's going to move through clean vessels. Um, So are are you willing to do that? Are you willing to spend time with him and listen to him? And then finally, like we just talked about, are you ready to help him make disciples, right? And then this is a powerful one. And I, I'm, as, <laughs> as I get a little bit older, I start thinking about this, right? When I was in my 20s and 30s, my mom used to say, she's in heaven. And she would say, Martin, you, that's my official first name. Um, and my mom and dad called me that. So my mom one day said, Martin, as you get older, you're going to see that time flies. And when I'm 24, sitting at the kitchen table, what was my reaction? Whatever. No way. I'm having a blast. I'm not thinking about any of this because I get a little bit older. I'm in the Lord. You know, I'm like you guys, you know, one, two steps uh, forward, three steps back sometimes, moving forward, trying to do the right thing. We'll, here's what we all want to be able to say at the end of the day when we get in front of the Lord. Um, did I do everything I could to assist you, Lord? And I want him to be able to look at me, and I'm not perfect, and none of us are, right? But I do want to be able, uh, I I do want to be in a position that when I pass and go on to glory, or I'm lifted out of here on the express, the rapture, um, and I stand in front of him like we all will, I want to be able to say that, and and that my resume reflects that I did everything I could for him. I fell. I did some stupid things, but at the end of the day, and particularly now, as we see the tribulations, you know, in the world, we know how the story ends. We know the army of the north, Russia, the army of the east, the 200 million uh, member army that talked about in the book of Daniel, Daniel 11. You're like, you're watching the news and you're like, Russia. China. Is it going to happen soon? Nobody knows. When I used to study the book of Revelation, when I was younger, I asked the Lord, Lord, when is this going to happen? I'm like, I had to know, and I'm not telling you that. The Bible says nobody knows, not even the Son knows, right? Um, but I do think we as Christians who know the story, it's already written, we know that things are, are, are starting to rattle and we know that we're headed, you know, towards the end. We don't know when that's going to be, 20, 30, 40 years from now, who knows? But it should, it should get us to a place where um, we change. If, if we're not in sync with the Lord, it's time to get in sync. And I'm probably preaching to the choir because a lot of you are, are probably already doing that. Next slide. And I used this one before. I think I used this last year, but this is still, this is what I'm talking about. The mission statement, right? Our mission is to minister and equip believers in Jesus Christ to become disciples. By the way, well, I'll save that for the end. 
who could make disciples extending the gospel into our community. Now, is this something I made up? Where did I get this? And you, you, those of you that were here last year, you know exactly where this is. Anyone want to guess where this came from? It's on our website. Who said that? It's on our website. This is the mission statement of this church. And I would argue uh, it's a really simple statement, uh, and it should reflect our behavior and our actions should reflect this. Are we doing this? And I, It's a great thing for us to try to achieve individually and then as a group, right? So I would just say uh, back to the beginning, um, we're all busy. We're all on that highway. Um, I would tell you, I'll give you my personal story relative to this. I'm running a region. I run the Southeast for the sales company I work for. Those of you that know me know I'm in the food business, so I'm call, I lead a, 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 I have four offices in the Southeast, 200 some odd people, and we call on Food Line, Publix, etc. <clears throat> and as you know, from shopping in grocery stores, you know they're a mess. So you can only imagine what my life and the life of my team has been like since COVID hit in March of 2021. We were hoping 22 would get better in terms of some of the issues we're dealing with, but it's not. And to be honest with you, we're kind of burned out. (laughs) So the Lord said to me, you need to spend more time with me. And I know from experience when I do that, I'll I'll still be busy. All that work is still there for me to do. But I know I'll be renewed, I'll be refreshed, and he will really, like he always does, order my steps each and every day. Not that they're all going to be easy, they're not, we know that, but at least I'll be in sync with him. So that I'll leave you with that in terms of how this message applies to me personally. So let me pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just uh, thank you for your presence from the opening prayer this morning to the music, the praise team song this morning. Awesome. I know you're in this place. I thank you for being with us today. And Father, um, I ask that uh, each and every person in this room would seriously reflect on their walk with you um, and ask you, hey, what can I do to become closer to you? And Lord, we thank you that you love us and that you chase after us even when we are sometimes bullheaded and rebellious. We thank you for that love. We thank you for the forgiveness. uh, And we thank you for your son, the Lord Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen.